0: So guys, come on, there's another show and another very cool guest today we have. Uh, today with us is Alexander Scott Feliz. He's a rental real estate investor in North Carolina. So anybody who is from there, you know, we can maybe just knock on door and say, hey, uh, maybe don't do that. But you know, a career banker, most recently working in SBA underwriting. He intimately knows the financial, financial and risk analysis side of the business. Alex started buying single family real estate in 2016 and closed the mid sized multifamily in 2019. In 2017, he popularized the delayed finance exception for burr br- investments. So maybe you can explain people what the burr investments are. Uh, Alex is an intense and exchange and century guy. An avid reader likes to provide polarizing viewpoints as, hold on. And is known for the very non BS attitude. So, looking forward to that. I already sense that. Alex runs the cultural phenomenal known as brokerisachoice.com. So, go and check it out, the website. Appreciate you being here today. I know it's kind of early. So, you know, thanks for committing and doing this, you know, uh, spending a quality time here with me. Thanks.
1: Thank you for having me. Very excited.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I hope I hope you are because I'm super excited. You know, I, I would love to hear your story because I, I like everybody that we have on the show. They have very cool stories. And again, I mentioned the background. I would love to go more the detail like what you have going on there. But maybe we can, you know, go through this question. And maybe you're going to explain uh, your journey in real estate. So maybe you can give, you know, just a short story. How did you ended up being in this position and owning all these real estate properties?
1: uh yeah not too complicated i mean i was like a lot of people in america a lot a lot a lot of people living week to week living month to month um you know i thought i i was about 30 and i thought i should have had some money by then and i had none and no skills and no talent and hated my job and it's just like well you can give into complacency and live in a job you don't like forever or you can do something about it get angry do something about it so i said I gotta do something and I'm lazy, so I don't want to start a business or sell something. So I said, ooh, you know, rental real estate works. You can um you can kind of do it without that much money because you can use debt and you can kind of um I hate the way that light looks on my face. Uh you can you can do it kind of with um with debt. You don't need that much money, it works for sure, right? The business model is is 150 years old, um, maybe a little bit longer, where you can, you know, own a rental property and, and and make money on it. And um I knew it was a long play, but I knew it would work if I stuck with it. So I said, okay, let me start buying these little rentals. Um, In 2014, I bought a foreclosure off the MLS that I paid 55 grand for and moved into it with an FHL loan. So I only came out of pocket 3000, which uh, you really can't do that anymore because 2014, the foreclosure market was much different, but that's what we did. And then I think, A year later it appraised for 115 and so i pulled a little cash out uh rates were still dropping so i at that point i was hooked right because i had never seen i made 60 grand it was an equity but i made 60 grand in a year i had never seen that kind of money Mm -hmm. i said man if i could just do this 10 times i can be done with my work forever i can (laughs) um you know that's a good plan i think a lot of people have that plan you know get 10 rentals and retire And that sounds good, but that's not the way that, you know, real estate, every, every, every real estate plan you've ever made works on paper. Real
0: life is much more complicated. So, so so what, what, what do you mean by that? Like, is it, is it, so what would be your kind of advice, you know, for people? Because, again, I would love to, you know, just for you to go maybe just dig deeper into that topic a little bit because there's a lot of people watching right now this interview and thinking, like, oh, look, like, I'm in the same position. Maybe I don't live in the States. Maybe I'm from States. Maybe I'm from Carolina. Again, knock on door, you know, and meet, you can meet him and ask you a bunch of questions. I would love to do, you know, the same. But, you know, there's people asking these questions all over the place now. Like, oh, my God, like, because, like, If you go and pop up like or Instagram on Twitter you see all these like success stories successful people 16 year old like guys making 100k like on a YouTube like and people like oh shit like I have my job and I'm just making the ends meet and they see this real estate as a a vehicle you know as a tool for them to you know just get free you know from, from the job or whatever so what would be your piece of advice you know for people who have no clue what real estate business is where should they start
1: the books start an education because if you look at real estate and you think oh this is this is an avenue that i can i hate my job and i can get free it's like that's what i did but you have to know that it's a long game right i mean i i started about that house in 2014 and i just quit my job in november so that was six years six years that i still had to go to the job and i really shouldn't have quit right i still have i don't have that much money yet like i still have to kind of work so i started that's why i started recently flipping houses to make and to make income so i can live so if you look at this as a get rich quick scheme, it is not right. It works, but it's a real estate is a super duper long game, mm-hmm. right? You're getting mortgages that are 30 years old, like 30 years long. So if you look at this and you say, Oh, I'm going to use this to quit my job. It's like, it's never, that is never going to happen. That is never going to work that way. Where you're going to get a bunch of properties and you're going to quit in a year or two. The only way that works, I shouldn't say that it works for some people, but and maybe you're the fraction of a percent of people that it might work for but that's incredibly unlikely it's most likely that you're going to get one you're going to make an extra 150 bucks a month net on cash flow and so you're going to need 15 before you can do anything where you can barely scrape by and quit your job
0: got it got it i don't think it even exists you know like people are talking about like this get rich quick thing i mean what what the hell like what, what is that like you know nobody's like, ever got so- rich quick Can somebody like, guys, if you know, like get rich quick thing, can you post it in the comments down below? I would love to hear that because like everything is long-term, any type of business that you're running, you know, like it's a long-term play, you know, I don't think like, even though if if, if there is this type of vehicle that you can get rich quick, fast with like, like what you're going to do, like you're going to get rich, like, and you're just going to quit and you're just going to travel the beaches. Like it's, it's like, it doesn't make sense for me
1: so the uh the internet model lets people lie really easy
0: yeah 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 definitely so if you're on
1: instagram or you're on the internet and you're looking at somebody and you're thinking oh that person's just living the life i want to live um and they're rich and they have no problems either they're working way harder than they seem or they're lying to you most likely
0: both both. Yeah, there's a lot behind the scenes work. I mean, it's all behind the scenes. That's why when we talk with you, we see you know a successful guy who's doing well in real estate. But it's it's behind the scenes work that you don't see you know most of the time. So you know, that's what it is. Yeah, and I'm a jerk
1: about it because I tell everybody that everything's easy. Uh, real estate, but I do it sarcastically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, here you go, guys. So it's easy.
1: It's, it's easy. so easy.
0: It's so oh, yeah. Easy. Go ahead, do it.
1: So. Easy. Yeah. so but to go back to the original thing, like I, my whole plan was if I can get 10 of these houses, I can retire. Well, mm. I got eight in three years. So I did pretty good. And then I realized that single family doesn't scale. So what happens is people get too wrapped up in their specialization and they don't stay nimble. And mm-hmm. so if it's like, if you get set on single family homes, like, yeah, sure, but only for a little while. Then you have to go move into something else because single family doesn't scale. Not at all. Terrible to scale. Yeah. So I bought a 24 unit and I found out that's too small, so I got to get that bigger. But in the last four years, the real estate market has exploded, so prices are up. Yeah, and you know, there's also volatility in the future. We don't know what's going to happen. It's very unclear what's going to happen in the future. So yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and that's that's faithful. another that's another exactly that's another question that I want to ask. You know, because again, you you just mentioned it's so easy guys it's so easy to get in real estate it's so easy and it is like if you have that mindset of course it's going to help you to to get in real estate easier than just get that analysis paralysis reading all the books which like is the must to do but like don't get stuck in that position like go go and do stuff so when you say it's easy i love that because it, it will make people easier to make that step but you know what about you know again you mentioned where we are you know like economic wise, you know, we're, everybody's talking, we're in the top and everybody's waiting for this market crash, you know, and, uh, it, like nobody has the crystal ball. So nobody knows when it's going to happen, but should people go into real estate right now? The new ones could like, they have no clue what to do in it, buy a house. Cause you know, there's a lot of people went underwater when they bought some houses like 2008, right? So should they buy right now or should they wait it out until the market crash? Like what, what's your advice on that one?
1: Uh, if, you're bought, if you don't know what you're doing and you buy something, then you're just, you're just, it's just ego, right? I had a girl the other day, she goes, it seems like everybody's buying these places and it's like little badges, like a Boy Scout badge or a trophy and I'm just hanging on how many numbers I bought and just showing off how many houses I bought. Well, let me tell you something, you don't make real estate, you don't make money in real estate by your, when, at, the, at the time of purchase. You make money in real estate every month when the rent comes in above and beyond the expenses and that takes time. And so you can go off and you can get a thousand units in your first year but that doesn't mean you're going to make any money. We won't know if, you're, if you made profitable deals for three years, maybe five years before you know that they're really profitable. So what people do is they find out about real estate, they hear that it's a, back, a vehicle to, to get rid of their job, and they know that it's popular, and so they jump in. What I tell you is spend 12 months learning. That's how you avoid the risk. You don't know enough. Uh, people don't know enough about risk, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a risk analyst by trade, But, you know, people get stuck in real estate books and they don't read history books and they don't read macroeconomics books. They haven't read anti-fragile. They don't know how to adapt to a changing market. Mm -hmm. So real estate's popular now. Yeah, maybe we are at the top. Maybe I I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know that the best mitigator for those risks is education. And people spend too much time. uh, I do not suggest you just run out and buy a house. That's the dumbest thing you can do. i mean you don't if you don't know where we are in the market cycle and you've never done this and prices are up and you're new you're the riskiest possible buyer
0: come on alex but it's so easy
1: (laughs) it is is easy if you do it smart which means go slow yeah
0: yeah yeah, definitely definitely so maybe you can expand on that as well i just want people again because when we have people on the show just like yourself you know like we have people like all over the place, like you doing the birth strategy, you know, multifamily construction, like, and everybody's mentioning kind of the same thing, you know, the books and the mindset. So maybe you can expand a little bit on that. Just explain people how important it is to get the right mindset before you go invest into, you know, anything.
1: Yeah. Well, look, ego will sink you in this business. Well, ego sink you every business, but ego is really, ego is really what's the, is your biggest enemy. And by ego, I mean, you know, it's hard to. It's hard for, for us to see sometimes because it runs our lives uh but people want to read they want to they want to read a, a real estate book or two and think they have it and it doesn't work that way um and there's too many memes out there about just take action just take action and you know that can be very dangerous like everybody in this business is telling you go to fat to go fast well when everybody's telling you something that's probably wrong so if everybody's telling you to go fast, then you should really go slow. And if everybody's telling you take action, it's like don't. Then read books. So what I tell people is, you know, look, don't try to get rich in two years. Try to get rich in forty years. If you can't afford to wait, then make some other changes in your life so that you know. If you have a job you hate, quit it and find a job you can stand. Real estate is not going to solve all your problems. It's just not going to happen that way. And it's a lot of responsibility because you got to sleep at night with a bunch of debt. Um, and things go wrong 100%. Oh,
0: you see, that's exactly how it goes. That's exactly how it
1: goes. I'm I'm getting excited and banging stuff. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Real estate is, uh, things are gonna go wrong 100% of the time. Like no real estate deal has ever gone smooth and then the transaction has gone smooth the whole time. Like something, stuff happens. It's just the nature of the beast. So, you know, I say all that to say, you know, mindset is super important and education is super important. And taking your time to invest in these things is a better return than just going out and buying a house. I mean, you go out and you, what I see now is people buying houses in, in my area where I have no appreciation. You're not gonna gain any appreciation in my areas. So you might gain some cash flow, but they buy a, a tight deal. So they, they get little appreciation, right? They get some cash flow. Um, and they didn't buy any equity, they didn't buy it at a discount. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, you got nothing. You got 100 bucks a month on a good day, on a good month. And it's never gonna get any better. there's no upside to that deal
0: and it's the but you most- had but you want to go on the internet and tell people you had five units yeah I mean I mean people are playing most of the time on a like best case scenario which which is supposed to be the opposite. you're always supposed to like oh my god like what well, what particularly with a single family homes I mean you have one or two people, maybe a family living in a house and if something happens which like in a downturn a lot of things happen, people lose jobs and like you know people just move to different states because they, you know. And, you know, you, you don't have, you know, a tenant in the you, you have to cover the debt, you know, the mortgage. I mean, things can happen like, you know, like roof can collapse. I mean, the, the you know, there's hundreds of, you know, things that can happen and you just have this, you know, like hundred bucks that you basically, oh, you're just crossing the fingers and praying and, you know, wishing, which is like, it's not a strategy, you know, wishing is, is just, you know, like, oh, maybe things will happen. So it's definitely, you know, I love the advice because people have to, you know, do the homework at home. And again, when you you say, when you give an example of these people going and buying, you know, the houses around your neighborhood is, again, coming back to the same stuff, people telling other people, go fast, go fast, like buy stuff, you know, buy now, like, you know, and, and that's where people make the mistakes. So, Okay. So what other risks, you know, for the people who are watching now and thinking like, multi, you know, multifamily or construction or, you know, whatever, Airbnb, they, they're looking to follow the strategy. Maybe you can talk maybe specific about your business. What risks are they involved when investing in real estate?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I do a lot. <laughs> um, so, uh, look, you have, you have cash expenses on real estate, so you need cash. You need reserves. Like that's the biggest number one failure that all businesses face is undercapitalization. They just don't have enough money to weather the storm. So it's like two thousand eight, right? It's not the day that the day that everything crashed. It's not the day or the week that got you. Okay, it's the it's the storm lasts eighteen months, where you might have, like you said, low tenant count, low a uh, high vacancy. You might have something go wrong. You might have the bank want to refinance. Da 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 da. So you got 18 months, you have to weather the storm. What if you have low rents um, or high expenses? You have to have cash. So people go into these deals with low cash flow and low reserves. Like you, I'm sorry, my friend, you're going to get flooded out. Like (laughs) you have no exit strategy. You have no risk mitigation. So having extra reserves mitigates a lot of uh, of risk. So go in with more reserves than you think. You always go in with more reserves than you think. Um, for me, a lot of the risk that I face in my business um, is honestly, it's just I could go buy more houses, but the prices are up. And so, could I still make money on some of them? Sure. But the biggest risk I have is doing exactly what, what I'm telling these people to do is like, don't buy anything unless you know for sure, screaming and deal. And they don't come around as much now. So, you got to be patient, you know?
0: Uh, and specifically pivoting. You're talking you're talking about the burst strategy specifically right
1: actually i gave up on the burst strategy okay yeah i stopped because i did 8 okay i did eight uh i did eight rentals and then i realized first i was using the fannie mae long term debt okay so you can only have 10 of those mortgages that's a fannie mae law rule you can't have more than 10 so so I had 10, I had, excuse me, I had eight plus my primary residence, which is sold, but I can only get one more anyways. And so when you start coming to the end of the strategy, it's like, dude, I didn't wanna get all the way to 10. You just never know what's gonna happen in your life where you need to go off and get a, a mortgage real quick or something, move, whatever. So I stopped buying single family homes because one, they don't scale and Fannie Mae mortgages, you can only get 10. So I started buying the multifamily. Well, multifamily is uh, it's a different asset class. It takes you a little bit different understanding to run them well, um, and it's a more complicated transaction, and it takes a lot more responsibility because I have investors now, and so that means you go. I have to go slower a little bit to learn. So I bought the twenty-four unit in July. It's now February, coming up on March. I think in July, one year in, um, is when I'll start looking for another one, and I'm going to go incredibly slow because everybody's overpaying for things right now. Mm-hmm every day and I, and then I quit my job so I needed something to keep me busy because you need an active job I need a passive job my rentals were my passive and I needed an active job so I started flipping houses um, which because I have a team in place that I can rehab really fast so we started start flipping houses for uh, for active uh, for active income but I, I gave up on birth for the exact same reason like for kind of the reason that we're talking about it. it's like the market changed and I have to change with it
0: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Also,
1: people don't realize that how much of their success is based on the low interest rate environment by the Federal Reserve. So while interest rates are continue to stay low, mm-hmm. it drives prices up because people's buying power goes up and liquidity is rampant. So you can get money easy and cheap. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean you should go off and buy everything? Maybe, but very much, maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
1: on the Burr, you get 30-year mortgages fixed by the government, so they can't change. That's fine. But on a multifamily, you get a five or ten year refinance period. So, you know what's the world going to look like in five years? Like right now, nobody knows. Nobody knows, and that debt is going to come up in five years. And it's like, man, if you have a tight deal and then you have to refinance in a worse environment, you're sunk. Mm-hmm. So, we, when we bought a twenty four unit, we bought a ten year uh, we bought a ten year balloon to, to weather a lot of storms, and we bought it on twenty year end. So in, in 10 years, I think will be halfway paid
0: off by the time we refinance. Got it. So may, maybe you can, you know, expand on, on the 20 is a 24 unit. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's in Carolina. Maybe you can talk about, you know, the property a little bit. How did you finance it? I mean, where, where is it and what's the exit strategy on it? And, you know, include basically for the people who are new and maybe are looking to get involved into multifamily, because now it's uh, it's a very popular thing i see like new investors coming up every day so and i definitely understand you know it's easier to scale and again there's you know there is 24 units it's not one unit so you're not dependent you know dependent on one tenant only so maybe you can expand just on that how did you find it what did you look for it and how did you close um
1: my website broke is a choice broke is a choice uh people bring me stuff all the time so a guy brought me a, a well First, I do video chat on my website for free, so people hit me up and they want to talk to me. So they make friends, and then a guy started buying uh, single family deals in Fayetteville, where I live. He uh, he wanted to buy some single family deals, and I helped him out. So we had at least decent track record to make money. We both wanted to get into multifamily eventually. So um, so so he um, so then he uh, called me up one day and he goes, "Hey, I got a twenty-four unit." Uh, it's not on a contract, but I can. It's, it's, I have it access to it before it goes in the market. So we send it a, a letter of intent. We bought it for one million, and I raised the money about against uh, uh, from four other investors: him, myself, and three others. Um, not too much money; we were, I mean two hundred eighty grand. It wasn't much, but it was the first time I'd ever done it. So you know, you learned some lessons. The biggest thing was we wanted to get through the transaction. Because getting through the transaction and understanding the transaction is the difficult part. Um, And, but we made a lot of mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes, but uh, we got through it. It makes money and we'll do better on the next one. I mean, I don't think you can get through this business. You can, you can basically partner with somebody who knows what they're doing and they won't let you make any mistakes, but you won't learn because
0: you only, people only learn when it's painful. That's the only way people learn. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. I mean, there's all these books that you mentioned that you can learn. But when it comes to, like, real-life scenario, you, you're still going to make the mistakes, definitely. And having the partners, it like, is super important. Like, every time we have somebody on the show, they like, man, I I, I cannot put, like, the you know, it's such an important thing because, again, when I see people and they're like, oh, I'm just going to do, you know, the everything by myself, it's kind of a stupid thing, you know? because I, I, I love when people
1: say, they're gonna do it themselves. I, I love it because I know that they will never be able to compete with me.
0: Exactly, exactly. Great point, yeah. So again, maybe uh, coming back to the to the property, maybe we can tell people how did they, uh, like how did you find it? Like what's, what's the things that are you looking for? I love by the way that you did the 24 unit because now people go online and they see all the syndicators, they like syndicating 150, 200 plus units. So 24 unit, units or probably even 16. I mean, you can syndicate it, you know? But what what is the things that you went on the property, you know, and specifically maybe, you know, when you toured, like what are the things you're looking for to differentiate, again, your investment criteria, if it's a good property, another good property, because you, 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 you walked multiple properties before, right?
1: Yeah, um, well, like when you're new, you have no idea so uh, the building was brick which we liked um, and the building was kind of an older neighborhood so it was stable Um, we went in not thinking about what we could make it better but what we could do for us it was just can we make this thing cash flow very safely can we have a very safe cash flow property because um, you know when you're new at it you you know it's just it's balancing the risk and this and the reliability right because you got to make sure you you got investors like day one they're gonna be like what's up with this thing how how, how's it going Mm -hmm. so um we went in we tore the property it's all brick it's 24 units it's six basically it's basically six quadplexes um in two in two small parking lots uh i wouldn't do that again it's all one bedrooms i wouldn't do that again Mm -hmm. um we went in with uh, with a little bit low reserves i wouldn't do that again other than that, it's fine. There's very little upside because it's a single bedroom. So always buy two bedrooms or two ones or greater. Two twos is probably in my area is probably going to be.
0: How many square meters? The, how big are the 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 rooms? Average? Uh,
1: they're like six hundred, seven hundred square foot. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're not bad. It's just they're single bedrooms. Um, you know the the old owner, um, the seller, had crammed a bunch of leases in last minute so like i have like five leases coming up in march uh and those are the worst tenants Uh, yeah
0: so that's the way they sell it yeah
1: yeah and so that's we knew that but you know you don't appreciate it till you start like having a deal with getting rent out of them so we had a lot of late pays we got to evict some people it's you know it's like
0: yeah when when you went through the sorry when you went through the due diligence process did you get all the paperwork and the you know the 212s like the rent rolls have you got everything or yeah, everything was there. So, how old is the property? Oh, I don't know. Nineteen. I have no idea. Seventy. So it's a it's a yeah, something like that. Late seventies, early eighties. So C C, yeah. And and what what, what is location like? Uh, B, C? It's a, yeah, it's a C property for sure. C, okay. Yeah. All don't right. do it. Like,
1: <laughs> you know, like people look at it and they say, "Oh, it's a ten cap rate." Well, we bought it at a seven cap rate, but it's going to kick off much more than that. Um, yeah um but yeah i mean people look at c class like oh there's you know it'll be it'll be a little more work but a lot more money and it's actually a lot more work and oftentimes less money or the money's not worth it so um i'll from now on i'll only buy b plus very stable assets in areas that grow i'll never buy another uh, multifamily in and fable i'll never buy for cash flow again that's not where the money comes from in real estate the money comes from um noi growth and market yeah. appreciation
0: yeah for multifamily properties yeah like the the price is determined on a noi definitely so you, you know and yeah well what you what you mentioned is is great you know because like bigger is always better you know like and you know 24 u- units is a phenomenal like that you you know acquired that with, with the partners again i don't know what's the exit strategy is going to be on that one what, what you planning to do with it
1: um, I raised $280,000 from people who don't need the money. So it, the exit strategy, the exit strategy is in five years, we're going to look at it and we're going to say, Hey, look, if the market is still up and people will buy this thing for more than we paid it, we're going to sell it because we're going to raise the NOI. Um, yeah. we're going to stabilize the asset, which is pretty much, we're on the final stretch of that. Now we, we did a bunch of rehab, a lot of deferred maintenance, um, got good solid t- tenants in there and sold a better property manager. Um, so, so stability, I'll look at it like in five years, we're going to say, Hey, look, do you guys want to, can we sell this thing? Can we just cash out our partners who want to get out? Um, or do you guys just want to hang on to this? Cause what I'd really like to do, I think is, uh, keep it in my name, eventually sell everybody else out and I'll just keep it in my name forever. Um, just because I don't like to sell stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes total sense because, you know, many, many of the investors that we have previously and everybody's saying the same thing like, man, I made a mistake selling stuff. But that's the way, like, because, you're, again, you're looking to scale the business. Maybe you need to sell to go into the 150-unit deal. And then maybe you're just going to stick and keep and keep that one. So whatever makes sense, you know. So, you know, for the people who are looking to get started in the business, uh, you probably seen yourself. I don't know if you used or not a mentor before, but you know, there's a lot of people offering these type of services out there. So what do you think, you know, for the people who are looking to get involved into real estate, whatever that might be, you know, asset class, should they go and get a mentor from a the get go?
1: The, you know, is a hard. That's a complicated word. You know, people, I don't know what you mean by that, right? Everybody means something differently. And
0: well, man, mentor, basically is somebody who is established in a, in a, in the market space. They already have, you know, experience in it. They have assets on the management. They are active in the business and they can help yeah. you to, to reach the same level.
1: Yeah. Well, are they going to sell you something or are they going to teach you something?
0: They're going to teach you something.
1: So look, I have mentors. You, you can't do anything in life without mentors. Your parents are your mentors. Yep. Okay, you can't do anything. You can't learn anything good in this life without somebody, you know, investing in you and, and sticking by and, and teaching you. So you have to have mentors. Now, whether or not you should pay for them mm-hmm. yeah. is a much different story. Um, I write a lot for Bigger Pockets about mentors, actually, how to find them, what they mean, how to, how to get people to invest in you. And so that's what you really want. You really want to find somebody who will invest in your ambition. Like, Ooh, Alex is going to do, you know, something. I want to be around for it. If you prove to people that you're gonna succeed with or without them, then they want you to do it with them. So you have to make sure that you prove to people that you're a really good investment and then people will invest in you. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to have mentors, you have to. Now, how do you find them? Well, the internet and locally. So you have to go to your local meetups. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. You have to go to, um, you have to online, you have to market online digitally and say, this is what I am and what I'm doing. And I don't mean, what people do is they get online, they start spreading out ambitious memes about, look how, you know, wake up early and crush it and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) And I, uh, and that's all good, right? But, you know, you want somebody to say, this is a young go-getter or a new go-getter and I want to invest in them. So you got to walk that line between, hey, look, I'm new and I don't know what I'm doing and I need help. You know, you need to make sure people know you need help, not just, oh, I'm going to kill it. Uh, Because nobody wants to help somebody. Look, I'm arrogant as they get. Yeah. right? And, I, and, and, and it costs me sometimes because uh, people, nobody wants to invest in the guy who's telling him, I'm, you know, I'm already a superstar. <laughs> um, you have to have mentors. You have to have mentors. Be a good investment. Be loud so people know that that you need help. Um, and, you know, your mentors are always going to change. You're not going to find one person that's going to teach you everything. So it's, it's a constant, you know what? And the other thing is mentors aren't like, it's not a formal thing like, an edu- like a teacher, right? It's your friends. Mm-hmm. So you need to make friends, genuine friends with people who are doing what you want to do, and they will take you along. But if you're going out there like somebody's going to sign up and say, oh, I'll be your mentor. Like that's just not the way it's going to really work. Unless you pay them, and then that's a much different social dynamic
0: hmm Yeah, definitely. Great, great advice. You know, if people, I'm going to put some links below for the bigger BiggerPockets posts, going to find them and just put, put below so people can go and check it out your, your blog post on Bigger Pockets. Great platform, by the way. So again, because it's a kind of important question, because again, there's a lot of people now involved in the business, whatever that might be. And you know, like I came across this guy, like I didn't do the thorough due diligence was my mistake. And I made it the same like podcast interview with him. And he's like talking about, you know, notes and you know, like flipping houses or whatsoever. And I posted the interview and there some other guy that, you know, we were working close. He was like, look, this guy is, he sent me the photo. He was like, he took the money from investors and he didn't pay them back. It was like, whoa that's heavy man that's heavy and he was like you know he had big problems so you know because there's a lot of people like on the surface and he still runs the the show and he's doing the seminars and I was like like w- like what's going on because like I'm confused because you, you know you just never know because that's what I'm saying I, I have so many people come up and again by the way the interview is down that the guy's gone because we don't want to deal with those type of people but you know there's so many people that came across, they paid 37 K they paid 40 K for the mentorship. And they're like, man, I, I didn't get anything like from it. You know, it was a yeah. waste of time and the money because I'm saying, you know, there's all these people like I came across the, the one, you know, he's like on the surface looks awesome. You know, how it can provide you value and everything. And, and it's just, man, like behind that there's all these problems and just fakeness. So you, you have to be careful. Like you have to do the due diligence, but as you mentioned, there's so much information like online now, you can go and do the research about the guy and see all the way back where he even started, where he born. Like, you know, everything is out there, man. Just do the research. So what about the people again, who are looking uh, to get that knowledge, but maybe they don't have that 37 K, but maybe they can scrape, you know, 30 bucks in the pocket and go and get a few books. What three business or non-business books would you recommend for people to go and get
1: uh, fooled by randomness? Um, uh... fooled by oh, randomness.
0: Do you, do you want me to go on your on your Facebook and just recommend it myself?
1: Uh, what? No, I have, a, I have a book list on my website. Hang on. That's awesome. Uh, no, I, I
0: seen some books because I wanted to ask you about a few books that you have in here. Who needs theology? Is that the book that you're reading currently? What is it? Who needs the, uh, theology? I've seen Richard Daw- Dawkins, the selfish gene. I know that's a great book.
1: Uh, no, those are just, that's just my latest catch. No, Um, a book called Fooled by Randomness is, uh, is a must read for new investors. Um, non-business books, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Brilliant book. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant book. Um, trying to think of something else that isn't commonly um, regarded. I'm not a big fan of, uh, self-help and I'm not a big fan of, real estate books if you can believe it um
0: how do you how do you know hold, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on come on did you go to this event did you go to this event don't tell me that you go to this event that you didn't read this book
1: i went to that event and i did not read that book
0: oh my god and nobody knows about it we, we're gonna take we're gonna cut the clip from 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 that when you said we didn't read it no that that's fine why that's why fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding around man. don't worry yeah. but, you know, most, of, most of the people that went to the event they definitely know Joe because again because of this book because it's a, again you're in syndication business so I thought you, you might read it but that's fine no
1: I've been on Joe's show yeah I was on Joe. look you know like you know I work in banking so I know how the deals get put together and how, to, how to do risk analysis um, Real, here's the thing here's the thing right like real estate is not that complicated it's not that hard what's hard is what people get stuck on is they think they can read a million books and understand real estate but it's not that way real estate is like it's like an art kind of right you have to get used to doing it and that takes experience so you end up reading a thousand books and you only need about five okay read rich dad poor dad you're set you know everything you need to know there's nothing you can there's nothing else you want to read you need to learn in a book so much trying to think of another book that's not Nassim because that's who I usually recommend. It's just Nassim Taleb over and over again. Um, I have, a, I have hundreds of books on my, on my, uh, my website. Go to look at principles by Ray Dalio. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brand new I book. love Ray Dalio. Real smart guy. Or uh, he wrote another book called big debt crisis. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, 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 uh, you know, ed- education is important, but people get stuck on self-help and, uh, and, and real estate, but, Real estate's not that complicated, and self-help is was a waste of t- was a waste of damn time. So, what people should read is macroeconomics and history, so they can. Because if you don't know where we came from, you can't predict the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that make sense? You don't know what's going to happen, and oh, so yeah, people it's, it's, are
0: cycles. Yeah, everything is cyclical. A lot of it is cycles. A lot of it is
1: uh, people tell history. People tell explain the future through narrative, and um, narrative will get you in trouble. And so understanding that history doesn't really work on narrative is why you can, is why it becomes a good risk mitigator. Um, yeah, I have a lot of books on my website, but those three good, those three are pretty good principles, uh, fooled by randomness, thinking fast to slow. Um, none of them have anything to do with real estate and yet they are far more beneficial to my real estate
0: career than any real estate book could possibly be. Got um, it. It's on a website broke is a choice. Yeah. Yes, it is. Got it. So uh, I'm gonna put a link for that as well. You can go guys and, and check these books. I'm sure I'm I'm sure I will be checking the list out because I like I like reading stuff as well. So but what you say is super important, like just getting to know again, people are talking about like getting rich. You see like the post, like as I mentioned, like Facebook, Instagram, like everybody's like, Oh, wanna be rich and like you know, the mindset and stuff like that, but nobody's getting educated about the finance, about the economics, like how how does it actually work. You know, so again, it's more just a rah-rah positivity and like, you know, it's just getting the right education. And sometimes maybe, you know, like books like the the one I show you, again, it's a great book, by the way, you know, I definitely recommend because it has step-by-step like strategy for the people who are lost in the business. Maybe again, you're active, you have the experience. So for you to say, look, like I don't need the books, like you know, you know, but i I have some other people on the guest, and they're like, "Oh my God, like you need the books, man. There's no other way you can start around, like you know there's no other way, so it's just in different approaches for you guys, like you know, like one thing works for one guy, another thing works for another guy, so that that's that's what it is, you know, so but it, well, it's- look, here's my position,
1: my position is if you're gonna read fifty books a year, which you should, which is what I do, mm. right? There's not fifty real estate books a year, so what are you gonna do when you read when you when you finish the you only need if you read 10 real estate books, you'd know everything. What then? What then? What are you going to do for the next? Because if, you, if you're only reading to get this one thing done, you're, do, you're missing the point, right? The point is to become a reader and then you expand your knowledge like a spider web for the rest of your life. It compounds like you wouldn't believe. So what are you going to do after you read the first 10 books and you have 20 years left of, five, of 50 books a year?
0: Yeah. Oh, you definitely I, need to take action. I mean, you have to read it and apply it like in business and life because I mean, if you just read for the reading, yeah, it's, it's, it's yes yeah definitely so yeah what about your business goals for you know for this year because it's kind of a fresh year almost you know march and uh you know coming back from this conference which i'm sure you're recharged the batteries, got some new ideas met a lot of great people so maybe you can, sh- you can share a few, few of your business goals for for this year that you're looking to accomplish
1: um yeah i'm i'm gonna put i'm gonna do go hard on youtube for 2020 that's my real estate goal um you know prices are up so i'm buying less and i want to find a way to value add my um my business that's uh, a creative way to value add my business so i'm going to go hard on youtube and put all my put all my deals on uh youtube as a dynamic like a storyline kind of uh, event um we're going to flip a few more houses because i just started doing that and it's going incredibly well and in july we're going to start looking for another multifamily
0: Mm-hmm. So how many units are you looking to close uh you know be, you know before the end of this year?
1: Who cares? Don't know. That's ego. I don't I do do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's a good approach. I don't care. But now I'm gonna close something. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So maybe you can tell people like, again. You mentioned the the YouTube. You're gonna go hard into YouTube. Like what's the reason for that? You know, first of all. Um YouTube, YouTube? is well.
1: Did you, uh, last year, Netflix lost uh, their two biggest shows, The Office and Friends, and their stock dropped 30% in one day. And, and then they lost all the Disney shows because Disney decided they're going to open up Disney Plus. And, you know, Netflix is in the Fang stocks, right? Netflix is uh, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google Fang. It's one of the biggest tech groups that everybody bets on. And they dropped 30% in one day because they lost the two biggest assets. And I thought it hit me like a ton of bricks. They don't, Netflix is worth nothing. The only thing they have is a a interface to share with you somebody else's intellectual property. And so once Apple, uh, excuse me, once um, Amazon, excuse me, once ABC or NBC starts doing their own service, their own Netflix infrastructure, they don't need Netflix at all. And Netflix will lose everything that they have that's on it from NBC. Disney's gonna do the same thing. And so what I learned is um, intellectual property is the most important thing in the future. Hmm. Not real estate, not even close, intellectual property. And you know maybe I'm thankful, maybe I'm lucky that I have an eccentric personality that I can do good on TV, but uh, I'm gonna go create my own intellectual property. So we have intellectual property. I know that it, people binge, right? People still watch The Office and the show ended 10 years ago. So people binge and they like to watch what they know they like. So you start YouTube now not to make money on YouTube, but to make money on YouTube in eight years. Because once you have a book of business, then people can go there and binge. Nobody wants to binge on your on your channel. If you have 50 shows, 10 shows, you need to have 500. You need to have 600. Mm-hmm. Um, or long, you know, you have to have really, good, really high quality t- uh, content, which takes time to get good at as well. Yep. Also, um, YouTube is what they call evergreen Profitability means if I if I'm still doing YouTube in six years, when people come see me and they go back because they're gonna and they go back and they look at episode one, episode one that I made today then becomes profitable, so I can make money from products that I built in the past. It's called evergreen. So all those things come out. And then lastly, real estate is hilariously underserved in you on video. So there's people doing it, and I know we all think that YouTube's been around forever, but it hasn't. It's only been around for about ten years. It's Mm -hmm. brand. New. It's like buying a GM in 1912, right? It's brand new. might seem like it's been around for a few years, but it ain't. Yeah. Right. Just hang on to that thing. It was. It's gonna go up. It's just getting started. So you combine all those things, and I say, uh, you know, Bigger Pockets only has 500,000
0: subscribers. They should have three million. I I think 1.4. Is it not 1.4? Something like that. No. Paid. You you mean the, the ones that are paying monthly?
1: I mean, bigger pockets on YouTube, they only have a four. Oh, bigger pockets oh, on YouTube. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they're grossly underserved um, on YouTube. And I think that's going to grow tremendously. And I think most people are just not trying that much to go YouTube. I mean, they just now you started know? trying.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Real so- estate space is, is outdated, man. The real estate space is outdated. Like, we work with the clients because I have the social media business and we work with real estate companies. And, you, you know, when I ask them that question, like what marketing tools are you using for your business, they're, they're just like, oh, I use the software, but they never mentioned like social media platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, podcasts, blog posts. There's so many that you can leverage again and to reach different people because people consume information in different ways. Maybe I'll, I'm more visual, I like to watch stuff on YouTube, maybe I'm more auditory, I like to listen on the way to work, to a short episode of the podcast that I can digest. You know, people, some people like, like to read blog posts. That's what they do all the time. So you have to leverage because the real estate space is outdated. Nobody is using it, just a few people. I, I showed you the book. So this is one of the people is he like had the, you know, like he has, I think 2000 like episodes, like on a podcast. So like been long enough and everybody know him as, as this guy because he created the thought leader platform, you know, and if people are going to do the same, they're going to thrive in the industry. Definitely, because that, now it's so important to do that. Because when the market is going to tank, whoever is going to push themselves the most marketing efforts in the market, like even if your business is going to do bad in that time, maybe you're going to suffer a little bit, but eventually, because people are going to keep scrolling on a YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, they're not going to go maybe the restaurants and spend the freaking money on some steak that costs, you know, 60 bucks. They're going to sit at home, have a takeaway and just scroll on a feed. And they're going to see all over the place, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and they will still think about maybe maybe the Alex is the guy we should do the business with. You know, because that's what it, that's what it is. Whoever gets the most attention is going to get the most value, which is going to, you know, convert into the money and the deals and whatever. So, so yeah. people have to understand the importance. It, it's a digital age now. So, you know, just go with the times, guys. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Can't wait, can't wait to see the stuff that you're going to have, uh, you know, on YouTube. when we definitely going to help you out to, to push it out. Is it still, uh, is it up now? The YouTube channel that you're talking about?
1: Uh, yeah, YouTube's up. It's I think it's Alexander Felice. Um, awesome. It's uh, the flips. The flips are what we're are what we're really focusing on. So the the first one should come out soon, and then we start the next one tomorrow actually.
0: Fantastic. Oh, I, I see it. Yeah, I see you. I see you. I see you. So this is the channel, guys. We we're gonna definitely put the link down below so we can go and check the videos. Love those. Looks great. Okay, so what other social media platforms would you, uh, you know, recommend, again, give to people for, for them to go and, you know, follow you and go maybe ask some in-depth questions if they have any?
1: Uh, my website, you know, everything else, you know, for the same reason, you have your own website because it's mine. Uh, brokeisachoice.com, brokeisachoice.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and you can chat me there. Um, that's where I do most of my nonsense, talking shit. <laughs> um but uh wine
0: and water. yeah i mean <laughs> <it's over. laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's awesome instagram i think it's alex scott felice but i don't instagram too much um uh, i'm not social media for me is like i just like to, i'm loud but it's not I, I don't have i don't have much strategy to it i just mm-hmm. know you gotta i mean that's where i make all my friends
0: yeah. Yeah. We, we met on Facebook. So, you, you know, that, that, that's the way it goes here. So that it's awesome guys. So I love it. You know, I love the time that you spend here with us, uh, you know, uh, Alex today. And i I can feel that you have so much more to give again, the knowledge, you know, the expertise in the business is just, it's awesome. So again, guys, if you have any, you know, questions that you want to ask Alex, go and find the links down below, you know, go to this website, which is broke a I love the, I love the, the, the name by the way. So definitely broke is a choice. So if you want to, you know, choose to be rich, go and check it out with the website. And I think you're going to find great, valuable content that, that will help you, you know, to, to come out there at the other end, which, uh, you know, becoming wealthy and, and just doing well in life and business. So appreciate you, you know, Alex, being here today on the show. I hope you had a great time. Uh, I surely did. And guys, if you enjoyed the show, again, please like and subscribe. And I'm going to see you in the next episode. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.